everyone. Welcome back to Just Flow With It. I am your host, Mary Vallarta, and I am here to inspire all of us to live out our lives as our true authentic selves so that we can flow with our talents and our gifts and live out our dharma, live out our purpose. So today I'm super excited to bring you a talk that I had with an amazing woman. She is basically the goddess formation. (laughs) If I think goddess, I think of Jackie. Um, And I met Jackie at Lightning in a Bottle a few years ago, and she was giving a demonstration and a talk on how to make chocolates, um, sacred cacao. And right when I saw her, right when I heard her, I could just feel her energy, her goddess aura. She had this amazing vibrant light all over her and she just looked so happy and so in flow and and so um just excited about what she was doing excited about life and she was super sweet and super kind and since then i've basically followed her on social media i've kind of just wanted to learn more about her so that's why i'm super excited to actually be talking with her on this podcast um She's a healer, she's an herbologist, um, she's a belly dancer, and she is just basically a force for women, a force for women to heal, to get in touch with their shakti, their sacral energy, um, and she does a lot of work that really liberates and, and helps women tap into their feminine, their divine feminine. Um, So we're going to talk a lot about that. And the reason why I wanted to talk about that is because that is totally something that I didn't really even think that I needed. Um, In our society, I was really conditioned to kind of live out my life as masculine as possible, meaning go after my career, you know, approach the go, go, go life, um, be that mom and that power woman and and I didn't know that that was really going to lead me to a place where I just felt so fatigued and and just so lost and and so tired um and through my journeys through my healing through me uncovering my traumas I have come to the realization that it's because I have gotten so far away from really honoring and replenishing and harnessing and Um, respecting the divine feminine within me and so that is my own personal journey that I'm going through right now and this talk with Jackie was just very enlightening Um, so I'm excited to share it with you so without further ado let us speak to Jackie Lolita Jackie, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm so happy to be speaking with you. It's lovely to be here with you, Mary. Amazing. I remember, I still remember like the first time I actually encountered you, which was at Lightning in a Bottle, and you were giving a demonstration on how to make chocolates. And oh, that sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. And you made a whole bunch of different kinds. And I remember trying one that was sort of spicy. And then from, that moment on, I followed you on social. And so you were definitely one of the people that I 
wanted to interview because of the knowledge that you have with plant medicine um, and also just your aura. I didn't know that you spoke about the ways of the goddess during that talk, but it's no surprise to me because of how you were presenting yourself and showing up during the demonstration. So really happy to be speaking with you today. Um, So I'm just going to get to it. I love it. Yeah. First question I want to ask you is, when are you most in flow? When am I most in flow? I think when I am being in service and when I am being propelled forward by asking how can I best serve. You know, that's definitely when I'm in that living my dharma and being a beneficial presence, it feels like it's complete flow. And also just being in the present moment. Every time that I'm in nature, fully inhabiting the present moment, that is flow to me. I love it. It's a perfect segue to my next question, which is you... You are a dancer, you're a healer, you write, you know, you have poetry books out and you also spread the wisdom of the goddess. Can you share with us, first of all, what the wisdom of the goddess is and then how did you even end up doing what you're doing right now? I love that. Uh, Well, I think the wisdom of the goddess is simply the innate feminine life force intelligence alive inside of all things. And it's, it's coming alive again on the planet at a time when this feminine wisdom and intuition is very much needed. And so to me, the goddess is maiden, mother, and crone. She's all ages. She's all sizes. She's all colors and creeds. It is just this very ancient feminine life force energy. Mm, and what was the second part of that question? My, my second question was, how did you, how did you get to do what ah, you're doing yes. right now? Because you're yes, doing so right. many amazing <laughs> things. And, and even the wisdom of the goddess, like how did you, how were you first introduced to that? And how did it become part of your work? Yes. Well, I went to college in Miami and I discovered belly dance there. And I had been a dancer when I was a child. And as soon as I discovered this path of belly dancing, it was it was really like an ancient remembrance in my bones, you know, and just this alive, uh, this enlivening of my feminine life force energy that I felt like I had to follow that thread, like I was on to something with that. And back then, I mean, this was over 20 years ago, so there really wasn't a lot of languaging out, at least not around Miami at that time, around the goddess and the divine feminine and and all of that. But I did recognize within the codes of this dance that there was something that was so beneficial for women. I started teaching it after studying a lot and seeing how transformational it was for women No matter where a woman was at, there was something that when she would begin practicing these movements, these figure eights and these undulations, and it would help unearth her her inner feminine life force. And and with that would come her creativity and her sensuality and her connection 
to her sovereignty and just all of these beautiful things. And so I wasn't setting out to be a teacher of the divine feminine or the goddess, but it's funny because I still have my email address from way back in the day <laughs> and it's goddess revival. And way back then in my twenties, I was so much about like, it's time to revive the goddess on the planet. I mean, now I hardly ever use that word even the goddess like I don't use that languaging a lot of my work mm. it just is it's just women's work and and um, healing work and but it's back then it was like there's something in this word goddess started really like picking up steam across a lot of different circles yeah. of people and I think that women no matter where they are they sort of recognize like oh this is this is connected to that that sacred feminine, that wild inner knowing, and it's something that we recognize as our own that maybe we forgot about. So it's been such a joy helping women come back to that and remember and rekindle that, that flame. Right. It's definitely gaining a lot of popularity and steam right now. I'm seeing the term goddess everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy about it because like you mentioned, it just opens up a whole, a whole new portal for a lot of women yeah. um, because you're totally right. I think that you hit on something very powerful when you're able to move your body in that sensual way yeah. where it has nothing to do with trying to attract the opposite sex even. It's just about expressing your femininity, I think. That's right. Exactly. And it's been sometimes misconstrued as this dance of seduction. And mm. I like to reword it that it is about our own heart and soul seduction. It's about seducing your own heart and soul and being in, in right alignment with that. Mm, that's beautiful. I also read, and maybe you've come across this already, but belly dancing was also a form of practice that pregnant women oh. actually used yeah. to kind of like, you know, loosen the things up a bit before the baby comes. Yeah, it has its history steeped in childbirth ritual used as a dance to cultivate fertility and then practice throughout pregnancy. And even as a birth dance, there are anecdotal stories of women who would be doing these movements, you know, to the beat mm -hmm. of drums and women in her village in this very transcendent state, actually spiraling and, and moving with her feet on the earth. Mm, yeah. Amazing. So dance was really the catalyst that, that led you to do and get involved with things like poetry and writing and, and herbology, would you say? Herbalism, herbology, yeah, either one is okay. good. I think they each had their own pathway. I don't think that, I, it's like hard to say what came first. I think they were all just part of the destiny and part of the Dharma because mm. I've been writing poetry since I was a kid, you know, just mm. little mm. poems from my mom for her birthday and, and such like this. But I always had that thing of using poetry as a language, as a way of expressing and taking all the different feelings inside of me. And then even with herbalism, I just remember, I mean, I think a lot of us did this as kids where we would go th into the neighborhood and pick like random berries and twigs and make little <laughs> potions. I was like the queen of these potions in the woods. Who knows? I mean, who knows what kind of poison? Thank God we didn't drink them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, Just I picking know. all the random things in the neighborhood. But I always just had this thing, you know, with the earth. And um, so I think they each had their own pathways and, it's all just kind of coalesced into a beautiful 
celebration of of the ripeness of life and its own like each one is a different way but it sort of takes you back to that same thing you know that's amazing so now like how do you help your how do you help women now like do you have one-on-one clients um i know that you also have courses online um yeah tell me about that tell me about how your work is looking like okay well i'm always doing dance stuff i always like Mm -hmm. teach dance and have that available to you know for women who just want to come in and access different ways of moving their body and then i have one-on-ones where it's it's really centered around healing work using specific herbal allies so really tapping into like what does mary need in this moment not just mm. oh this and this are good for this but you know, what is your body asking for and where are you at and how can we support your foundation, your nervous system, your whatever it is that you're working with. So I have these five week and and three month programs that help mm-hmm. whether somebody is dealing with something really intense. And this is always, you know, the realm of combining um, uh, energy medicine with emotional things like anxiety and depression, helping them move through that, as well as physical stuff. Like, oh, I want to really work on not feeling so depleted and exhausted. So I do that kind of work. And then I do these programs, which are all online. They were sort of moving online even before COVID. Mm -hmm. I just felt like it's such a powerful time to be all uniting in across different places. So this was happening and I'm super grateful. But these different programs are the one that the next one that I have coming up is a sacred sensual sorry. <laughs> I'm like, what is the name of it? Sacral, not sacred. It is sacred though. Yeah. Sacral sensual awakening and it's all about healing and a digestive gut reset. So it's about healing the second chakra, the sacral chakra home of our sensuality and our sexuality and our creative life force, our Shakti. This is is our personal power. And as women, it's a place that I've seen over two decades of working with women that there tends to be, there can be a lot of imbalance, stagnation, trauma is stored Mm -hmm. here, you know, sexual trauma. And it's so powerful to get in and heal that through dance, through meditation practices, through embodiment practices, and through using herbs and nutrition. And so the program is one part, all of this, you know, dancing and movement and meditation, mind stuff. But another part is actually doing a gut reset and getting our digestion back to its Mm. optimal which is so powerful for the health of the whole body. So there's different programs like that. You know, I just did a 22-day dance and detox journey. Mm. It's like dancing and detoxing and just things like this. It's so just open, always open for whatever the divine assignment is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm really digging the program that you just spoke about, which is the sacral the sacral one. I can't remember the exact sacral, name. But. Se- send, what is, sacral sensual awakening or sensual. Yes, sensual. that one. That sounds so cool. Um, I know, I'm going to look out for that one. Yet. Oh, please do. You're so I'm going to look out. Um, <laughs> what was I going to ask? Oh, it, it sounds like a, a lot of the things that you mentioned that were in the program remind me so much about some of the Ayurvedic teachings that I've been um, learning. And then also a recent interview that I had, um, with a friend, she specializes in Chinese medicine. She was also talking about healing sexual trauma. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, um, 
I guess, intersectionalities that I'm hearing between Ayurveda and Chinese medicine. Did you draw from those disciplines when you created this program? Uh, not so much, although I have studied some of, you know, I've studied herbalism traditions mm-hmm. from around the world, and I definitely appreciate the medicines from, you know, I, I bring in Chinese herbs a lot. I bring in Ayurvedic herbs a lot. There mm. is overlap. and um, But I think this has just really come from, you know, you work for so long with women and you really get to know your the women who come to you, like their pain and what they need and how, how, how my work supports them. And so much of it, for me, what, when people come to work with me, a lot of it is wanting to tap in deeper to their feminine energy and into their sensuality and feeling safe to express their creative expression. And a lot of this is sacral chakra stuff. And I've seen through this work profound like really profound healings and a woman like coming even deeper into her sovereignty and her personal power and her her creative life force through healing this part of the body and also there's so much stuff up for for so many people right now around gut health and digestion and you know i always say like that the health of our gut is really the health of so much of our body and so much you know the bulk of our serotonin is produced in our gut so it it affects everything so i felt like bringing this these two together it just felt like a natural thing to do amazing i mean you're totally right like our gut influences how strong our immune system is like how balanced we feel how much energy we have it's it's not really something that a lot of us get taught growing up um you know in school or at least me by my parents but um that's why i think this type of teachings are really really important and also you touched on a really interesting thing about how releasing or or getting in touch with your sacral energy or the shakti helps women tap into their creativity you know claim their power or step into their power i think that's so important to be able to do like as a woman being authentically herself as opposed to what i think has happened a lot in the past is is women um reaching these leadership roles or 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 um, having these high-powered roles or high-powered jobs, but doing so in more of a male or masculine type of energy that might not be authentic to, you know, the feminine. And I'm not saying that that's wrong or anything, but I think that that can have some type of confusing effect on a woman, because I know for me that has happened. So have you seen anything like that with your clients at all? <laughs> I'm laughing because it is super prevalent. And, you know, it's uh, one, of, one of the common ailments that I have helped many women through is adrenal burnout, adrenal fatigue. And part of, part of that is that, um, you know, a lot of women have gotten into that super aggressive go, 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 accomplish, accomplish to the detriment of self. And also that tendency is women to take care of everyone and put everyone else on the front burner and ourselves on the back burner. And, and over time, I mean, it's like we have life force and that life force can get depleted if we're not in a, in a more regenerative way of living we can Mm. really burn out and so that happens a lot and then that's the invitation ideally it doesn't get to the burnout but 
you know, when it does, it is the invitation to slow down and to soften into more of the feminine, mm. you know, less of that rawr, young energy and more of the, the feminine. And of course, we have to work, but we have to have that balance because right. we're, we're here to, to work and serve and, and all of that with our dharma, but we're also not here to, to burn our candle at both ends and wear ourselves so wary that we right. have nothing left, you know? Right, especially mothers, because oh yeah, then you have another you have another layer that you're going to have to balance too. Um, I think that for me, that's what happened is after I had my child, I didn't really get a chance to just focus on resting and mm-hmm. reviving myself. I just went back to work around two to three weeks later because I was running my own business. And at first it was fine, but then a few months later, I really started getting drained and and feeling really anxious. And so I started losing a lot of weight and like superficially, I felt, I felt okay. But then, you know, I started really feeling like not myself during that point in my life. So now it makes so much sense. Absolutely. And there, there are herbs that can support a woman, you know, through different stages and transitional times. And it's like, we don't have to go it alone. You know, we don't have to, there are plants here to help us ways of taking care ways of eating, you know, and, and just all these things that can support us, but we definitely do have to stay in balance and rest. And, you know, as humans, sometimes we go off balance and just to be Mm -hmm. able to recognize it before it's, we're off balance for so long that that becomes a new normal. If we go off balance, we, we come back, we recompose, we come back to our center, we give ourselves a little rest, give ourselves a little break. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of a good teacher for for the feminine and the yin. And I, you know, I've had some really close sisters still. I, I have some really close sisters in my life that it's like I bring them that yin, just that sweet, soft feminine. And they help me to access more of my yang to be more effective in being an entrepreneur. Mm, so that's it's amazing. all that balance, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, what does help you stay in balance and and keep your creative juices flowing and, and, and still perform as an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, I, inspiration is just everywhere. I mean, I find inspiration in people, in animals, wildly in nature. I feel like she's just like my greatest muse. So mm-hmm. inspiration is as easy as like stepping outside, marveling at the bird song, taking a hike, going to the ocean at sunset. And also, you know, sometimes it's there more than others. Sometimes it's like there's a poem writing through me that I can't stop. It's just like mm. coming through the channel right. or, or, or a course or something that wants to be created through me. And other times I, I have to just make myself available for it. I might not be particularly inspired, but I will just, you know, quiet and create that stillness and see, make myself available. Not so much looking for anything, but just being open. And mm-hmm. as far as balancing with the yang energy, 
You know, it's still an ongoing thing. I think I have Mars as an astrologer on the side. I have Mars and Leo. So Mars and Leo and I'm Aries rising. I've got a grand fire trying to my chart. So as much as I have all this feminine, I, there's a lot of fire in there. Mm. And I'm from the East Coast. I came from the North. Oh. So it is, um, you know, we just kind of grew up in that way of like getting shit done. Yeah, get <laughs> shit done. Go, go, go. Yeah, although I have to say, I mean, I for me, I do have to, I just, I just think about, again, it comes back to that, what we first talked about, where when you said, how are you most in flow? And I said, when yeah. I'm in service. And so I like living in flow, which means I want to ask every day, you know, how can I be serving or to just know that I'm serving others. And that just kind of keeps the momentum, keeps the momentum going. Mm. Yeah. What are you, what are some of your daily practices? Like you mentioned going outside and, 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 you know, connecting with nature. Like what do you do when you get up in the morning? I love like, that. yeah. Well, I definitely take just a moment. I think a lot of us do this. I take that moment and think about some things I'm grateful for. And just, that's the first thing. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm grateful. I'm, I can see, I get to breathe. I get to right move my body, all these different things. There's never a shortage of that. And then I'll, I'll make myself an herbal elixir that changes like pretty often, but it's like that ritual of self-care, you know, it's like my own form of a tea ceremony, working with different herbs and creating mm. this blended delicious thing. <laughs> and it's just like, here I am in the present moment, nourishing my body, feeling incredibly grateful, that smooth, creamy, mm. hot. <laughs> Although if I'm somewhere like super hot and tropical, it might look, it might look different. Right. That, like, you know, giving myself nourishment and self-care, I'll, I'll usually try to take a walk, like a little, you know, brisk walk in the morning. I was just in Ojai. It depends because I travel a lot. So... Mm. There is usually something like that. And, and then I like to end the day seeing the sunset. There's just something about ah. the time of the day. I, I always want to be outside at sunset, even if it's just outside taking a little stroll or taking some good breaths. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds like such a romantic day. I'm very romantic. <laughs> funny I don't have a partner. Because I am like super romantic but you know my first book is called romancing the divine oh right there it's like okay i am romancing like whether it's a beloved or the big beloved with a capital b oh my gosh i'm romancing the divine and i'm being romanced by this life and then of course you know when romance is there that's amazing too and i always i always find myself in these like super romantic places (laughs) and settings because that's my you know, it's all that Venus, and I'm like, oh, it's just—it's just so funny. <laughs> you're romance. You're romancing your yourself. It's called self love. That's it's, right. It's- and I romance the ones I love, my friends. Yeah. My I mean, you know, it's like I love making chocolates and meals mm. and these beautiful things to nourish the ones that I care about. It's just—it's simple. It's like these simple little things. Have you ever taught a class or a course about? romance for couples oh i haven't that maybe maybe when i have my beloved i'll teach that one there was some <laughs> chocolate in there i know <laughs> be a good one right that's it that yeah i know i feel like i need to be living my romance i mean we'll see that's not a bad idea i'll put that one in my pocket 
Right. And the other one that I was also thinking about is there aren't really that many like rites of passages here in the United States that young people can go through, um, at least in the circles where I run in. But what you were talking about in terms of transition, obviously like a transition for young girls is getting their period. And, and, um, I think it would be so helpful and beneficial for there to be some type of like teaching where the girls can learn about how their bodies will change and how they actually will feel throughout that 28 day cycle. So that way they can have more of, I guess, a proactive approach to how they can schedule their lives because your energy really does change throughout your 28 day cycle. So sometimes you have energy to like power through things and sometimes you don't. Um, It's so beautiful. It's wild. You're saying this too, because I was just with one of my dearest sisters in Ojai and she was telling me, Oh, so beautiful. Another friend of ours. She said, Oh, her daughter started her, she got her first cycle and yeah. so he had a rite of passage ritual circle for her she was showing me the uh, photos and she was telling me you know what they did they all went around and they each shared stories with her about their first time bleeding um, and also like a funny embarrassing story that happened at some point uh, I love know, that and, and then you know sang music and shared and it was like apparently just so beautiful and I would love to do more rite of passage work. Also marking what you just talked about and also marking, uh, you know, I work with a lot of women going through entering into menopause and mm. into from, from mother to crone and that wild. Yes. I feel like that is such a potent time. Oh. And I would love to also do work like that. I mean, I'm working with women so much like that and bringing in the herbs to help support them. But it's it's also powerful and i can honestly say it's like i love working with women of all ages some of my some of my sisters are like late teens some are in almost 80 you know and it's like i all all of my sisters i just have such reverence for mm. well let me know if you need any support around that i am oh, all thanks. game i love that <laughs> those are also interesting especially the elder one because i feel like nowadays the elders get somewhat lost in our world yeah. in our capitalistic world and and it's a shame because they have so much wisdom and knowledge to offer yes and yeah. and the world you know could really use that yeah and and it's not like they're going away. Like our elders are here. They're with us. And I think having more people be aware of their knowledge and also them rediscovering that can be Absolutely. so it's powerful. So yes, yes. It's really beautiful to remind a woman, you know, in that stage of her wisdom and her beauty, mm-hmm. because that whole conventional, like mainstream thing that says like a woman's beauty phase, uh, which is absolute nonsense. I mean, right. I feel like a woman only becomes more beautiful and all of her, all of her wisdom accrued and all of the things that she's walked through and her fires and her you know, everything that has risen and risen. And it's just really, I remember the first woman who ever taught me astrology, you know, she's my first introduction to astrology. I was teaching belly dance in St. John Island. 
mm. in my twenties, it was like a some kind of retreat, and she was the astrologer, and and she was this mythical, magical woman, and um, mm. she was telling me all the stories of all the constellations under this incredible blanket ah. of stars on the island. And she, we were talking about Chiron, who in astrology is the wounded healer, you know, the shaman, the teacher. Mm. And Chiron takes about 50 years to go around the zodiac. And so when a woman is around 50, she will have her first Chiron return. For some, it will be her only Chiron return unless she lives to be 100. Right. Um, I remember her saying, now this they were calling me at the time i was in my 20s they were calling me the little goddess <laughs> the little goddess teaching this goddess stuff way back when and i remember her saying now this little goddess is when a woman becomes the real goddess of the around 50 is when she starts to come into her and that's right that that kind of goes along with those you know hormonal changes and shifting in that way and so yeah, it's very beautiful supporting women through these different times. I mean, there's so many, right. I think that, that, that energy of rite of passage and, and celebrating, we're always in a transition. Sometimes the transition yeah. is extremely significant, but to have ways of honoring them because it can be confusing. Yeah. You know, it's like, it can be confusing for a young girl to go through starting her cycle. It can be confusing for a woman who has been on her cycle for decades to suddenly not and to, right. and to have that way of honoring and support from her sisters is very powerful. It is very powerful. I mean, I'm 34 and I'm just now becoming aware of, of my body becoming more comfortable with my sexuality, my sensuality, and also being comfortable with wanting to learn about femininity and sacred femininity because I was taught that this was all evil. Like this right. is yeah. this is not something that I should want to learn about. I know. Um, <laughs> it's so crazy. I mean, yeah, we were duped. <laughs> we were so duped and every everything was pretty much telling me not to do this. My parents you know, my religion, um, obviously capitalism, because then they can't sell us products and, and all that stuff that we're, women are inundated with. And now I'm, I'm stepping into wanting to learn more about my body, more about my sexuality. And it feels really good because I feel like I have more control of how I feel of how I want to show yeah. up. And that's what oh, I no want wonder to you really... called me in. <laughs> yes, that's why I called you. Because I was like, I want to talk about this. Who do I know or know of? Because I don't know you personally. Yeah. But I did see you speak. And I was just in like awe of you because you had that energy that I've been like looking for. Mm. And, and I knew that I had the potential to also show up in that similar way yeah. and um not feel ashamed about it because I've always yeah. felt ashamed about being interested in these things I know and that's the thing coming back to that sacral chakra there is a lot of um just stored and societal shame around our sensuality and sensuality and sexuality get sort of used interchangeably when they're different yes. Um, and it is incredibly liberating to free ourselves of that stale, outdated societal conditioning that tells us that we as women 
should not be standing as fully sensuous, as fully feminine, as fully wise sovereign beings. So it's a new, it's a new earth. It's a new dawn, you know? And, yeah. and so we are, there is this reclamation happening on the planet with so many women remembering, oh, okay, this is actually, and, and, it, and it often starts by recognizing it. You have an encounter and you recognize that spark, that feminine life mm-hmm. force in another. And you're like, wait a second. Like, and that's sort of like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> it was yeah. definitely like that. And honestly, if I hadn't discovered that in myself, I think I would still be having a lot of health complications that I was having mm-hmm. A few years ago, I was going through chronic yeast infections. I was going through a lot of anxiety. I was going through a decrease in libido. It was just a lot happening all at the same time. Yeah. 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 No, it's incredibly healing to come into balance with our feminine energy and our sensuality. And <laughs> it's, it's so beyond just the emotional. It's so everything is interwoven. It is. I completely agree. Um, I think that right now we're in a very unique part in history where the pandemic is happening. You know, the fight for justice, equality and equity for black people are coming to the forefront. There is the state of our environment. There's just a lot of factors that can cause many of us to have feelings of fear, to have feelings of stress and concern, um, and rightfully so. Um, What can can we do as as people, or maybe just as women, um, I'll let you decide how to answer that, but what can we do to kind of tame those those fears and, and focus on how to approach this more from a loving, more compassionate way? and and do our part Mm -hmm. i think first of all doing what we can to be free thinkers is paramount Mm -hmm. in these times when there's a lot that's being um kind of spooned off you know to think this and feel this and so as best as we can cultivate our own ability to have discernment and be free thinkers and that practice of cultivating that will can look different for everybody but it generally is some some kind of meditation practice some kind of mm. self-inquiry practice some kind of practice to find stillness and quiet in a very noisy world and everything is inside of us i truly believe that and so if we can give ourselves that space and actually prioritize that even if it's Mm. only a few minutes a day, but to really prioritize that, that need to turn down the volume of the world and tune in inside of us, the way forward that is unique to each of us, it's sort of comes from there, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because we're all unique. We all have different gifts. We're all here for a unique purpose or reason. That's right. right. And it's always that choice. It's like fear or love. Which one are you going to choose? You know? Oh, so true. So yeah. true. <laughs> um, well, I have a rapid fire of questions that I want to ask you. Okay, go for it. Okay. Um, 
Name someone you admire and why. Oh, gosh. I'd say Jane Goodall. Uh, she's a great source of inspiration because she's given her life to protecting animals, which is a cause extremely dear to my heart. And she, you know, she has that Aries trailblazer woman that's just like not afraid to like stand in the face of injustice and call it out and, and really stand for what is right and stand up for the lives of the voiceless, which is something I deeply admire. I think in another life or perhaps at some point in this life, I would love to be doing more work with animals and, you know, mm. you know being a protectress of them as best I can. Mm. Um, what's the favorite place that you've been to since you've traveled the world so much that that's hard i've thought about that sometimes and it's of course each place has its own unique right signature its own unique feeling i'm a huge lover of tropical places i lived in Kauai Mm. for a while i have spent a lot of time in the jungle in costa rica bali i mean i love Mm. like tropical jungly places um of course Boston. i really love turkey i went there four times and there is something it's such a beautiful country that 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 ancient you know meeting of the the orient with the european yes. uh, so i don't know i just it's really tough because sometimes my favorite place is just being in like a good old-fashioned forest or river mm-hmm. <laughs> well you named off really amazing places <laughs> So you can't go wrong there. <laughs> What's one thing on your bucket list? Uh, let's see. How about I would really love to have this animal rescue sanctuary. It's it's big. It's I mean, it's just land with herbal garden and apothecary where I can Ugh. grow beautiful healing plants and, you know, make my medicines and have if there are animals in need of a loving, lush piece of land to call home, I can have them there. I'm so definitely meant to be a mama bear to animals. I kind of already am. Oh, I love that. I That's definitely want to That's see that bucket. place. <laughs> Thank you. What's, um, what's a favorite quote of yours? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Favorite quote. Or saying. Words to live by. Words to live by. I actually just was having dinner with a friend here last night and (laughs) and reminded of that saying, the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And that idea that, you know, if we're showing up in our presence and coming from the heart, generally we're going to bring that into whatever we're doing, whether we're making a meal or we're doing our work. I love it. Last one. What does the world need more of? Oh, goodness. More delicious homemade chocolate, more laughter, more sweetness, more kindness, definitely more compassion. Love it. Amazing. (laughs) And I think you were asking for a poem, right? Oh, yes. I totally missed that. Favorite poet and poem. Well, I can share one of mine. I mean, I'm not my favorite poet. I'm not my favorite poet, but I know my poetry. I have a poem that you can share for sure. I'll share one. I'll share a poem from, um, from from my books. Okay. 
Um, I just have to think of one. <laughs> one but, um, let's see what's relevant to this conversation. And your, I think actually, since we've been talking a lot about the divine feminine, um, this is an old poem called Wild Woman Creation Story. Ooh. And I will share that. And we can close with that. Amazing. I love so it. So you can, yeah, it's just about two minutes long or so. And so let's go on this little poetic journey. In a time outside of time, before the dawn of any Adam or Eve, the spirit of wild woman was immaculately conceived. Galactic gyrations and spirals of light gave wild woman the gift of flight. She came as crushing thunder pouring down the rain, and the universe for this moment would never be the same. Wild woman parted her lips to sing and gave the birds their destined wings. Wild woman shook her hips to dance and color the world in a state of trance. The winds began to roll, the wolves began to howl, and there upon her shoulder sat all-seeing totem owl. From bursting girth she gave birth to this earth, from her third eye came the sky. Such joy that the birds had found their home inspired her to cry. She stirred her tears into a passionate potion that soon became wide open ocean. With outstretched arms, she began to whirl. The spirit of dolphins came unfurled. Wild woman spread her legs, laying embryos in crystal eggs. Stones and bones gushed rivers, vital livers. She shivered all the world alive amidst orgasmic quivers. The spirit of Shiva and Shakti simultaneously revealed. Lush gardens exploding with fruits waiting to be unpeeled. Wild woman dreamed a mighty lion to light the way to the land of Zion. She planted fields of corn and rice, seeding ripe paradise. She was maiden, mother, and a wise old crone who contained all mysteries to the great unknown. She came as crushing thunder before the dawn of time, delivering the holy word in spellbound lyric rhyme. In a flash of light, wild woman appeared to set this universe free. Then she hid herself in the deepest depths inside of you and me. She hid herself in the deepest depths inside of you and me. May we forever remember that ancient wild woman within. Mm. That was so special. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jackie. I, God, I was closing my eyes during that and I can just picture the wild woman <laughs> as you were reciting that poem. She's in you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. If people want to work with you and learn more about your, your projects, your mm -hmm. mission, how can they do that? Sure. Well, we can start with just um, my website um, and my Instagram, which is just my name, JackieLalita.com, but I spell it J-A-C-Q-U-I. 
J-A-C-Q-U-I-L-A-L-I-T-A. So I have um, yeah, a newsletter that I keep people posted. I send very few. But I let <laughs> people know when stuff's happening and also on Instagram. And so there's two courses coming up. One is that sacral, sensual, wicked. Mm-hmm. And the other one is called Kitchen Witch, and it's a six-week online course learning how to boost our immunity and heal ourselves in our own kitchen with our own food and our magical creations, Mm. our elixirs and our uh, incredible soups and the ways that we can incorporate healing herbs into our everyday. So, Mm. yeah. So appropriate right now, too. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'll go ahead and make sure that we include that in the show notes so that you can find Jackie's website. And I'll also include her social media handle there as well. So you can connect with her on Instagram. Other than that, thank you so much, everyone, for listening to another episode of Just Flow With It. Make sure that you like and also subscribe and rate and review the podcast so more people can find us here. Thank you again and see you next week. Bye.